Welcome to the Nasred Podcast, where Nasred talks about movies, a place where movies are discussed. Joining me once again is our chief contributor, interdimensional Alex. Back and ready to yak. Awesome, my friend. Today, yes, we have did the we, we did the Halloween kickoff. Mm-hmm. We did, we did, man. Kickoff, and I like that we're not uh, adhering it to the month of October alone. This no. is this is just we're feeling it. Yeah, we, yeah. you and I kind of thought. Man, it's time for some horror. Yeah. And not just any kind. Something that's kind of uh, fun and maybe runs the risk of being campy or just nuanced, strange. Yeah, yeah. And we had quite one <laughs> fuck of a hell of yeah. lineup. Well, I mean, speaking of that, I tend to get the horror bug around August. And then that's ah, when I started yeah. start watching like horror films and shit like that. And that's true. And you had the stack recently. That I had, you had the have stack. you told the viewers about the no. the, 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 the listeners? listeners. Rather? <laughs> yeah. No, but. no. Well, I had a stack of horror films that were in my collection that mm. I bought but I had not seen. And that sort of kicked off the, the, the horror movie season. I saw some Vincent Price movies with my cousin. And then I just went through the stack. Mm-hmm. And now I'm done with the stack. But you, you put in some, like, yeoman service on some of them, didn't I you, did. though? Like, some of them were, like, real labors of, of patience yeah, on your yeah, part, right? Yeah. Like some of those Hellraiser sequ- oh, sequels, I think. Going through every single Her- Hellraiser movie oh. is a truly painful experience. But... Not as painful as watching Gothic. (laughs) Interdimensional. Which we'll get to. Yes, please tell us the movies that we saw today. The triple feature. The triple feature. So, as we noted earlier, believe it or not, it was technically foreign cinema. Nothing we saw today was through the Hollywood system. They were three odd, interesting movies. They were as follows. Psychomania... Yes. From, I believe, 1972, directed by Don Sharp, and I don't know what else he's done. I just jotted down the yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Psychomania was yeah. number one. Number two was a David Cronenberg classic, Videodrome, yes. which had more relevance and meaning to me now, today, watching it, than ever when I kind of, I don't think, even understood it yeah, when yeah. I was much younger. Yeah. And the third movie was gothic <laughs> by ken russell yeah so yes. yeah that, and that's all i'm, I'm before <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we, 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 listen two yeah. out of three ain't bad two out of three ain't bad we i think uh are both in agreement the first two were a hell of a lot of fun yes um and gothic was i even said to you this might be a steaming pile of shit but yeah hanging out over it will nevertheless be worth it well yeah well while we were watching it you started to go to your french app yes i've been practicing french on duolingo yeah i was buying stuff on amazon we need new headphone splitters Mm because i lost the other ones and at some point we started talking about the iraq war oh yeah we got into the iraq war we got into why would someone have bush or trump mentality Yeah, yeah uh we started talking about um also, what works and doesn't work in horror. Yeah. And you know what? Watching a bad movie reminds me. There was a time when I when I did theater a lot and yeah. I really cared about it. I remember seeing... You, you see a lot of bad theater. Like, they're really... Like, for every bad movie you've seen, there's 20 bad live theater productions. Really? And... Depends on how stoned you are going in, because that can be a hell of a lot of fun. I've seen some bad theater while baked out of my mind, and yeah. it's like, wow, it's, and like all my judgment is off, and I'm just. 
but you can get real harsh in your mind when you're watching live performances that just yeah. suck yeah. and it's unfortunate because unless it's like unless it's like high caliber professional theater you're just sometimes seeing a bunch of people just kind of just well, <laughs> just doing shit but there have been times in my life that's that's also if you got to be judgy because look everyone's just trying to do their thing even yeah. like the worst shit usually like had best intention behind yeah, yeah, it yeah. and i had this thought once back when i was doing theater and i w- and i wanted my stuff to be good yeah. if i saw a bad production i would actually feel a sense of gratitude and just be like wow how amazing it is that when you do something you just need to make great choices and yeah, you, yeah. and you, i have a chance to make good choices yeah. when we see a bad movie we can think you know what at least this movie shat itself for me before i have to do <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. and i can learn from this yeah yeah um should we yeah. just jump into gothic first because we just saw it freshest on the mind you want to work backwards yeah let's work that'd backwards. be fun yeah yeah, yeah. Let's talk about first, though, if you don't mind. Please. The first image that you you and I have a shared childhood image of this movie. Yes. Because for those of you who don't, we're, we're in our mid-30s, which means that at this time period in 2018, it means that when we were kids, VHS tapes were very much a real thing. They weren't a relic yet. They were fucking it. You yeah. waited for... Like, oh, dude, Braveheart's going to yeah. be on two yeah. VHS tapes There soon. were entire stores devoted to VHS. Completely. Yeah. You might have heard of Blockbuster <laughs> yeah. and some of these old things. And um, VHS tapes and their video cover art, mm-hmm. as well as how they did the back. Yeah. You would pour over those almost as if you were in a museum. Yeah, I was. A, exactly. Or a library. Yeah. And that's exactly how you and I treated these stores as kids too. Yeah. As kids too, rather. I don't know why I stressed as, as kids too. I looked, it was like a bad dub on me. It's like, we did that when we were kids too. And when we were kids too, yeah. we were still, even then, going, wow, look at this art. Look at what the image is. And in horror films, when we were kids, those just the, the covers alone could be really scary yeah, and you play on your young mind. Yeah. So the image to this movie and for those of you out there who also used to pour over movies you might remember this but it's a it's a small man sitting on a woman who's kind of sort of half horror half sexually sort of bent backwards over a bed and sort of has fainted or maybe has just had an orgasm something and then on sitting on top of her is this kind of weird sort of demon little guy yeah yeah and for Lord of the Rings fans, and I would say even Legend fans, I don't know his last name, but I know his first name is Kieran something. He was the stand-in for Frodo throughout uh-huh. the filming of those movies, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a small actor, I guess. Yeah. He, he was the, the guy. He's the guy on that cover. Yeah. And what's funny is you have people like Gabriel Byrne in this movie, Julian Sands, Natasha Richardson, Ju- uh, Timothy Spall. Like, these are great actors. Mm-hmm. Big, and... The cover, though, is the painting, whatever this is, because that, that cover is based on some painting. We should, probably should have done our research and seen yeah, who yeah. was the artist who did that. But yeah, it yeah. is, for gothic painting fans, there is this famous painting where there is this sort of woman who's having... A, I think it's called The Nightmare. I think that's what oh, it's called, what it's dude. Called? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that painting is called be. The Nightmare. It's like an it's like a weird demon incubus thing standing like, like over a woman. Like, yeah, and and I and because she's kind of, you know, 
sort of I don't know if it's sexual just because I'm a man looking at a woman bending backwards yeah, over yeah, a yeah. bed or if it is indeed that's what it's about and the fact that there is this sort of creature sitting on top of her I look at that as sort of it's it seems to be maybe the artist's interpretation of like that that creature represents sort of like the unchained just yeah, like, yeah, just like yeah. the kind of hunger of of her soul yeah. or something kind of forbidden and sinful or I don't yeah. know. who knows yeah anyway based Fucking on that movie re- yeah movie was terrible <laughs> yeah. And one of the reasons is because we didn't care about the characters. Yeah. The actors are great. I think that the I stand by that everyone in that movie has, in other movies, done fantastic oh, yeah. work. And it ain't their fault. This is... Ken Russell did Altered States, mm-hmm. The Devils, which I still need to see. Amazing movie. Yeah. Great movie. And I love uh, Tommy, The Who. Yeah. That's fucking likewise. great. And he's done a couple other things. Uh, but this was one that certainly just looked cover-wise, and we remembered it as kids. Like, oh, it used to freak me out because it was like, what, what's this? What is yeah. this movie? What's this thing that I thought as a kid it might be about this like little killer demon that you know haunts people as yeah. they sleep, something yeah. like that. No, what we saw was basically the poets of back in the day, meaning Shelley, both Mr. Shelley and Mrs. Shelley, who would later write Frankenstein. Yeah, The whole movie was set up to make us get excited because it seemed to be about that stormy night where the poets Lord Byron and Shelley and others ta- told ghost stories and who yeah, could yeah. tell the scariest and Mary Shelley told the scariest because she told Frankenstein. Right. But no, what we saw were basically privileged <laughs> poets who don't have to work in the strange time period where they live in a kind of mansion and they're all high on laudanum, yeah. which is liquid opium. Uh-huh. And they're just... Uh, all hallucinating and freaking out. Everything, as you said, is at level 11, the yeah. entire movie. Like, the soundtrack is too too much going on. When they arrived on the property, they were all, like, on fucking meth or something. They're just like, Wah! They were just, yeah. like, tearing up. Yeah. Like, there's no... Like, and it's funny, because you and I love weird. Yeah. But this was just all weird for weird's sake and yeah. we both learned like now you gotta have something rooted yeah or some real relationship going down yeah yeah and yeah. this could have been very interesting about complicated geniuses who yes they have a footprint in literature history but nevertheless they have drug problems or delusions of grandeur yeah and Certainly, I thought this would be a golden movie to really show how Mary Shelley has to fight for her voice as a woman in this time period. Like, it really could have been interesting. Yeah. But I don't know nothing about nothing, and I don't want to disrespect Ken Russell if he did indeed have something loony going on, but it feels like you're watching... I was telling you, like, sometimes I through a director's work i get an idea that the director's eye has kind of like a personality and i'm like the lens of ken russell's world is like this leering kind of <laughs> sort of monster that's like right right uh-huh, yeah, right and it just yeah, makes yeah. everything just look yeah. like kind of like rat people who yeah, are just yeah. like it's like too too much yeah. going on yeah so this, I, what, what about what, I, this is uh, well okay if i were to write a ken russell movie i'm gonna do it right now <laughs> yeah all right yeah like that's the vibe yeah and the thing you know we were talking before we started recording about what's the difference between this and the devils the Mm. difference is the devils has oliver reed's performance okay sort of tie everything together and oliver reed himself seems nuts well oliver 
Reed <laughs> like to sometimes come down like this and whisper his lines to you. But then you suddenly get crazy and yell at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, Alex, while we were watching, <laughs> I wrote a song. No way. About how I feel about movies like this uh, and characters like this. I will. I will mention a few filmmakers that that. I, I hate to say it. No, I don't hate to say it. I don't care. That uh-huh. sometimes they they make movies like this uh-huh. in which I do not care about anybody on screen. But but look at this. It already a bad movie already made you compose a it song. Was, it, it was it was the movie made me want to kill myself or write a song. So I had to choose write a song because I never want to kill myself. But, but yeah, I will but say I, I'm going to name some filmmakers that kind of make movies like this about people that I, I have nothing in common with. Okay, nothing. Nice. All right. Woody Allen. Yeah. I I I like Annie Hall. I like deconstructing Harry. Everything else is just whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, some Wes Anderson, I'll say. Yeah. You know, like where it's like I just do not get these people. They are not coming from my world, and I don't come from theirs. Right. Just people. Oh my god. <laughs> my dog just <laughs> fell off my my bed. Are you Holy okay, cow. Sasha? She was agreeing with me. Are you all right? She's like, yeah, fuck Woody Allen. But oh no, my no, god, um, she just like rolled. Uh, right. You so, okay, girl? So, yeah. Damn. Are you okay, Sasha? Maybe she was, do you know what it was? She was so bored from Gothic that she, yeah, she, she, she tried she to does. retroactively kill herself or right. something. But here's my song. <laughs> it goes like this, and, and I'm going to play music. It's it's from the show Rurouni Kenshin. And, uh, <clears throat> I do not care. I do not care. And then... Basically, the song repeats itself (laughs) for 20 minutes. I do not care. I do not care. I do not care. I I was just getting into that. Yeah, listen. I guess we're going to give these three films our ice cream cone ratings. It's not like the Bitakishi one where it's like we don't want to. Right. I'm going to give Gothic puke. Oh, it wow. It truly was pure. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. I really hated it. Yeah. I don't like boring movies. <laughs> and the thing is, the worst type of boring film, uh, Alex, yes, is, is, is the is boring your, films. Is your genre. Yeah. I mean, dude, if you're a boring horror film, you're in big fucking trouble. Yeah. It's it's no hard joke. to make a boring horror film. Yeah. Even like the older ones, they, there is some intrinsic you know, interest in them, if mm-hmm. that's the right wording. Intrinsic. Or, intrinsic? Yeah, no, no, intrinsic. Intrinsic. Yes. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't, they, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, movie yeah. messed up your vocabulary yeah, yeah, so fucking bad. Yeah, it fucked up my bad. vocabulary. No, yeah. it, was, it was boring. At some point, I'm like, fuck this. And I yeah. just go on Amazon, and I'm like buying stuff. Here's the irony of all ironies. Minute-wise, it was the show. Most of the things we watched tonight were 90 minutes. Yeah. That one was like 87 minutes. And yeah. yet, it felt like 130 minutes. Yeah, it, it felt like... Yeah, a good two hours. It and was some just change. like guys. Oh, it was a slog, and I feel just really bad for the actors. Yeah, I can't. You can't get mad at people's wild performances. They're just doing what they're told, right. man. Yeah, yeah, and they're trusting. They're like, well, he has enough clout and enough of an eye, and yeah, he's yeah, made yeah. enough interesting work. Hey, maybe I'm in the next awesome. Yeah, Ken Russell yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'd love to know what they all think of this movie when they look <laughs> at it now. They, they're probably like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, we yeah. did that movie. Well, yeah. I mean, another thing that's like the worst type of boring movie is the boring movie that's just fucking manic and crazy. And it's like, if you're going to be manic and crazy and you're boring as well, mm-hmm. that's a death combination. That's like yeah. the worst combination. It's no, like you I just agree. it's like you get exhausted from it and I you just agree. check out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I did not like that movie. And no, the thing no. is I I dude, I I like the Tommy 
the, the who's Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I like movie. the Tommy. Yeah, I yeah. like the devils. I never saw yes. Altered States. Oh, really? No, no, no. Uh, I, I mean, one day I will, but it's just... It's this, fun. It's just, it, it almost feels more like a Cronenberg movie oh, than, yeah. a, than a Ken yeah, Russell yeah. movie. I mean, that sounds yeah, yeah, interesting, yeah. and no disrespect to Ken Russell, but who gives a fuck? The guy's dead. He doesn't yeah. care. You know, I mean, he's, hey, he's look, chilling look. With Buddha and you know what? He, yeah, exactly, and he made enough, he, he's made enough films that I've liked Yeah. that I'm like, hey, man, this one didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. They, and actually, there's another one I had to bail out on halfway through. He did one movie about Gustav Mahler, the composer. I don't even remember what it's called oh, now. Yeah. yeah. I just know that the guy who played Tommy's father not oliver reed the evil stepfather the but father. the real father right. who is you know messing hero. from the yeah. from the war he plays Mahler. so i at first was excited I'm like oh i liked tommy's father yeah, he seemed cool yeah. but the movie was just like uh, yeah yeah i don't know i i sort of um it's all just wild ideas without any kind of shape to them right and i agree i, I i'm gonna just give it one ice cream cone and here's why i'm not puking all over yeah, it. yeah. i for me and i respect your puke by yeah, the way yeah. i absolutely respect your puke, puke because i i i believe to have puke you need to be like insulted by the movie as well right. and not insulted like you lying in the sand yeah, but yeah, i mean yeah. like you you know Come on, man! Like f I'm fucking disappointed in you, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that it was so bad that it gave birth to you and I having interesting conversations. <laughs> yeah. And I feel right now kind of like in a state of wonder and intrigue about what one can do. That's why I mentioned the theater thing earlier. Right, is right. I feel kind of inspired by how bad that movie was because yeah. it means that anything goes. Yeah. So that's why I'm just enjoying one ice cream okay. cone right now. Okay. And it's just for, it's for me, not the movie. I you know yeah. That ice cream cone. I that's will for me. say you know what, I, and it's not because of the one ice cream cone you gave it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take back my puke. No, 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 no please. No, I, I have to because Are you sure? I will, no, no, because I will say this: the technical details of it like yeah. just the way it's shot even though the dvd transfer was shit like, it was it, bad it was, really bad. it was like shaky bad. yeah yeah i will say i give it one ice cream cone because of the fact that the actors were clearly committed absolutely dude and, dude they they yeah you can tell they're they're doing what they're given yeah but as far as ken russell he should have been committed yeah. for this film because it, it it's like when it's crazy without any foot in reality, mm -hmm. it gets to be very tedious and very Ugh. like, you know we what I mean? just didn't care about anybody. Yeah, no. Also, everything was too hallucinatory. Yeah. Like every single scene was some sort of bad drug effect. The kind of bad hallucinatory drugs that makes everyone look like they're dying. Like a yeah. bad acid trip. Now that can be very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Not even that necessarily better because I don't think it's one of his best, but it just kind of reminded me of a movie, Images by uh, Altman. I've never. What yeah, is that? that's that's one that no one mentions, and it's tucked almost, I'd say, directly between McCabe and Miss, or, or so, it's sometime I'd say between The Long Goodbye and Nashville. Uh -huh. That movie was uh -huh. made, and it's a strange movie where this woman who lives in this manor in the middle of this foggy nature nowhere mm. is just it's like the shining without all the good stuff meaning you're in an isolated big house 
and weird shit is going down around you and wait there was this guy he was just in this room but now he's not and i saw a vision of you dead but now you're alive yeah it kind of reminded me of that and similarly images for me falls apart because that's all it is i mean the movie at least is new to call itself images because it's just weird images that this woman sort of sees and it's not necessarily interesting right so it's just there seemed to be something i guess back then where they sort of i'd say the best version of some movie like this that i have seen is the exterminating angel by By Luis buñuel yeah now that's a great movie about privileged white people who don't know how to leave a party because that was kind of this movie as well no one knew how to leave this bad party and i guess to a certain extent you could also say who's afraid of virginia wolf like those are great movies which are a haunting situation because you're with unhinged people yeah yeah. well i mean that being said you, you hit you hit on an interesting point I, there are lots of people, in fact, I would include you in this category, that, mm. that, that criticize films that are about people that, in your words, have a lot of white privilege, yeah. right? I can, I like it when, say, Bunuel, yes. or say, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Totally. Where, underneath it all, or even overtly, yeah. They're being made fun of. Absolutely. You know, no, it I has mean, to be satire. Yeah, yeah. Like discreet but when it's about, bourgeoisie or something. You what know, I like, hate is, this is the touching story about white people who had enough money who wanted to become white people with more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, nah, yeah. stop. Yeah. But when it's, you know, or when, or when someone's clearly benefiting off of everyone else but and there's no commentary yeah, on it, yeah where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. and this is how life should be that's where i have an yeah issue. yeah but yeah go on sorry I, no but yeah. i will also say this movie was disappointing on like two levels because a it has that amazing cover yeah and you're like this could be really good could and be really creepy yeah. and really, you know fun and stuff like that and then it's like at the beginning, it's sort of with a title card, which you suggested that it was probably a producer that said, dude, if you don't put this title card, nobody is, is going to know what the fuck this movie is yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, have to set them up that this could be about the creation of Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which it very forcibly tried to do at the end, too. It's <laughs> yeah, like, and yeah. what you've just seen yeah, are yeah. the ingredients to make Frankenstein. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, not yeah. really. I just saw a waste and of time. The Jason baby in the water or some shit. I know, because like, the other other subversive plotline for this movie i think was about mary shelley's grief that they the shelley's had probably a an infant death in their right. time oh i oh, think yeah, yeah yeah well you and i were talking over a couple scenes <laughs> yeah. but they're de- they definitely established or they seem to suggest and let's face it that's 1700s for you yeah 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 i think that's when these guys yeah, are around it, right or early when, 1800s? When were these guys around? Do we I know? I think 1800s. Early as 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or okay. S- yeah, somewhere so around late, there. Yeah, yeah. But the, the other Someone thing is... Fact, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when the when the title card comes came up, I was like, ooh, that's what this is about. Because we didn't read Yeah. No, no, no. I yeah. assumed because it was called Gothic, it might take place a while back. Yeah, and I knew yeah. that that painting existed. So I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be like yeah. paintings come to life. Yeah, yeah. And it so, could have been great. Yeah, it could have been awesome. I mean, you know, it really could and have been And he had awesome. the actors for it. That's, I, I'm like, I'm increasingly mad at this guy. <laughs> at Ken Russell? Yes, because I'm like, dude, you had you had very... Like, these are guys who are still... 
you know, and if and bless her soul, she died unfortunately, Natasha Richardson. Yeah, yeah, but she yeah. would still be relevant today, were she still alive. Like oh, these are still actors who you can point out the work that they've yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Timothy Spall. I'm not big on Harry Potter films, but I'm pretty sure he's in them. He he's also in the Kenneth Branagh Shakespeare movies that he's made. Oh yeah, he's been in a billion BBC productions that we've all seen. Yeah, and various movies. You like that dude with the kind of weird sort of rat face and yeah, his yeah, teeth yeah. and all that. That he's blonde in, guy. No, no, no. That guy, he was in uh, Fear and Loathing. No, it's not Fear and Loathing. Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, right, 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 right. You were mentioning that. And I think he's in Naked Lunch, too. Oh, yeah? I think so. Huh. And Gabriel Byrne, dude. Gabriel Byrne. The point is, these are, is, these are like, he had good, classically trained, competent actors. Yeah. And I bet they even had a fun time making it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they actually probably had a good time. I can just imagine them, the the, the final product, they're just like, ugh. Yeah. Because, yeah. dude, uh, half the battle is sometimes editing as well. Yeah. And don't you, just, everything was just too, the soundtrack was off. I, yeah. It was loud. Even the, yeah, the performances were too big. And if there's one thing I've learned, actors, for the most part, we, we they, whoever, yeah. do need you direction. Guys. Yeah. You really do need to, especially if you're if you're full of energy, which all of them were, yeah. which is what you want. You, the director needs to pare it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wasn't. He was let. Yeah. And I think they were probably were just free. The thing is, it was just too loud yeah, for the camera, yeah. Yeah. too big. I imagine Ken Russell's editor hated him because <laughs> I just like, feel like he you just making me a bunch yeah. of shit or shot a bunch. It's like, of like, what shit do you want me then, to do with this, Ken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of Frankenstein. Yes. I saw that movie when I was nine. I love that movie. I relate right. to Frankenstein. And yeah, I love yeah. The Bride of Frankenstein is really right. good and stuff like Dude, that. Dude, even the Hammer production with Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee is great. Which Curse I have yet to see, but I... Oh, yeah, it's you know, fun. It's it great. It's fun, you know, like... But... And this premise could have been so great if it was just more disciplined. Like, there was yeah. one part where I was like, oh, this could be interesting. And it was just Mary Shelley and Gabriel Byrne talking. Yes. And it was very calm. Right. It was like one of the few moments of right. calm in the movie. And it's like, dude... It and was, it was about relationships. They yeah. were talking about like the future of him have staying with a woman who he very well may have impregnated. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. look, a normal conversation with normal dramatic stakes that yeah. make us care about characters. Yeah, yeah. It was very one note. Yeah. And the note was crazy. Yeah. And that can be exhausting. And that's what happened to that conversation, too. It had us for a minute... And then he had to do... Then it just got too operatic. Then yeah, it became a matter yeah. of them grabbing each other and slapping each other and yeah. talking again. It's like, that's fine, but you have to earn those moments. Yeah, and yeah. it just was... It was just crazy for crazy yeah. sake. Yeah, yeah, So I guess that's... Yeah, that's kind of our... Yeah. Did you learn any good French words while you were... Well, this is what I have learned about French, which is interesting grammatically. When you talk about various things, like we say, we saw movies tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we would, it would be like, uh, nous voyons, uh, des films. And the reason I say des film is it, that literally means some films, yeah. but I have to say day. I can't just leave it out. In English, you can leave out some. It's, un, it's understood that I'm saying some films, right, right, but I don't right. have to actually say the, I don't have to say the word some. Right. That's something I learned. So that was a gothic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like, uh, it was, it was one star, one, 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 ice cream cone me one ice cream cone alex uh, mm -hmm. i will save you the trouble it's a fucking slog it's it's difficult if i was yeah. watching it by myself 
I wouldn't even be looking at it. I would just be looking at my phone at some point. It right. was just disappointing on it's several It's one levels. melted ice cream yeah. cone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will say, this hasn't put me off on Ken Russell films. Hell I, no. Like, no, dude, I when we find a decent transfer of the devils when it's the right time to watch the devils yeah. i'm in it to win it yeah because yeah, i because yeah. i know that has they've made t-shirts of that movie There's yeah a, there must be a reason yeah, i have a you t-shirt. have one yeah, yeah, yeah. i've seen one at amoeba there yeah. must be a reason that that movie has some kind of cult following yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be on the same level of anything and else again i, I will yeah. say it's because of oliver reed i think in large part right. to do with well, it in probably, fact i mean you yeah. know like actors when it comes to a movie they're the most important thing really i mean you're looking at them and, and apart i from know the script and stuff like that i and know the crew and that's, that's that why stuff. this i know i know we've spent a long time on gothic well the last thing i'll say is kind of something we've already said is yeah. just like those characters are too interesting superstar poets yeah, yeah, and those actors are too capable yeah. to have made such a, and even some of those shots were too interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to make an otherwise just blah yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. One so final question: What yes. was that liquid opium that you said? What, what laudanum. Is it laudanum. Laudanum. It made me want to yeah. drink laudanum until I was like, I know. I was like, why do they get to be on opium? Yeah. We should be allowed to be yeah, on yeah. opium if we have to slog through yeah. this shit. And I'm all fucking sober. Can you? I mean, it, oh, that's what, true. See, I actually had the to be stoned during that movie, which I can assure you, my friend, didn't impress. It didn't improve sure? the situation that no. much. No, no. If anything, it just made me more relaxed to accept that I was watching a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, but it did yeah. not make me go, no, yeah. but if you watch this movie, hi. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Listener, I am stone cold sober. I watched this fucking movie. It was hard. That was well done, man. <laughs> yeah. You did again. Thank you, Alex. Yeoman service. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Moving on. Moving, or shall we say, moving back. Moving backwards. To the one that we did before that. So, while I take a swig of H2O here, why yes. don't you, you tell us? We watched that. Videodrome, made in 1983 by horror body horror master David Cronenberg, starring yes. James Woods, and the lovely Debbie Harry. Yes. Yeah, from mm-hmm. Blondie. Yeah. And boy, is she... She's wonderful, She's a man. cutie patootie. Oh my say. gosh. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And but, yes. please tell me. Dude. The history with it, but also, <clears throat> you know everything videodrome i so when i um early 20s i was getting into these what i didn't really realize at the time was kind of like commentary on living yeah the human experience what does it all it, you know the the who where does my soul and my body begin and end and am i living under some constructed reality that you know that that kind of shit was starting to happen yeah and i was definitely getting into weird movies and i started getting into cronenberg and i i appreciated this movie at the time mm-hmm. but dude i didn't love it the way i did this time this time i was watching it for like really what it was yeah. and i just the things i jotted down yeah, the movie is basically about consumer porn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And how visual medium is going to fill our minds with violent sexuality and or sexual violence, however you want to look at it. Yeah. And that's going to be just like... Because the, the whole essence, from what I could understand, because mind you, the movie is one giant hallucination. Yeah. It does seem to me that the movie seems to be under a strange delusion, but it seems to be about a a 
program director for a, a, a kind of way obscure, almost public access channel, yeah, <laughs> something yeah, yeah. where they are trying to find content to keep their viewers interested. And mind you guys, all of you youngins out there, this is a pre-internet world. This yeah. is the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have... but And yet... Didn't you get the feeling that this movie almost was about the advent of reality TV and Definitely. YouTube yeah, yeah, and any sort of like, because there was a character whose name was like Dr. Oblivion, as if he had like an Irish name, like, oh, oh Mr. Oblivion, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. apostrophe Oblivion. And we're like, what? And it's like, well, right, because that's his avatar name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone, you, you, like there were beginnings of that. You pointed something, yes. Oh, no, no, I thought you were going to mention it. That's why I pointed at you. Say it. Well, he says that, in the future, we will all have different names or something. Like he right. says, Oblivion is not my real name. And in, the, in future, the future, we're all going to have basically like pen names yeah. or artist names yeah. or internet personality names. Yeah, which, you know. That's happened. what we all have. Yeah, yeah, a- yeah. Anyone who does anything. We, we talk Mr. Nasred and Castaway Clown yeah, and the other yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like, dude, yeah. we have, we have, or, or, or how about even old uh, poets who back in the day, would use a pen name like Dionysus. It's just not the guy's actual name, but right. because they use like, no, this is my pen name. Yeah, you know? yeah. So anyway, uh, and what we see is kind of like a pervy dude who's out to find shocking shit. Yeah. And he finds it because there's a strange signal and they never make it really clear. It's a somewhere outside of... North America. Yeah, yeah. There seems to be some televised signal that's just pure snuff. It's torture. Yeah. Like, and it almost has like an Abu Ghraib kind of feel to it. It's like mm-hmm. humiliation, torture on yeah, just yeah. various victims. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is going to be perfect programming. And in a weird way, even though they don't necessarily have channels like that, they certainly have porn like that, which you can just look at 24 7 yeah, on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah. And certainly. I'd say if you look deep into reality TV, that's basically what you're looking at. There's. Can I share one thing from Sorry to Bother You that I want? I Please, don't think I was it, gonna ask you about it. I yeah. don't think it's gonna spoil. You can't really no, spoil no. a movie like that because it's just a series of satirical moments. But yeah. there's something I loved about that movie. Just to uh. tie it into Videodrome, yeah. in the world of uh, Sorry to Bother You, they show that there's a popular TV show. A, real, a, a game show called I Got the Shit Beaten Out of Me. Uh-huh. And the whole point is you go on the show and people beat the fuck out of you. But you're seeing people seriously like losing teeth and getting bruised and getting bloodied up yeah. on stage and they're, all, and they're like freaking out. They're on the trauma of being beat. But you hear studio audiences laughing, gushing, applauding, yeah. wooing and cheering. And, and then at the end you're all toothless and you're like hold up the cash you want. <laughs> and... It's ridiculous, right? It's it's right. like completely over the top, but that's the the satire is like, dude, you whore yourself when you get onto these programs, like when it's reality TV or game show or or who's got talent or can you can you fucking sell out in front of America yeah, for yeah, X yeah. amount of money? Yeah, yeah. That was very that reminds me of kind of also some of the things that uh, is going on with Videodrome in terms of like, yeah, show people getting the shit beaten out of them yeah. because we, in a weird, sick way, love looking at that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going on and on, but I just, that, I found that now watching it again, it's about that. Oh, and also the cross images of erotica. I wrote that down. Yeah. There's a weird part where you kind of get the feeling that he is 
I think this is the first time I understood that Debbie Harry. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to be spoiling shit all Please, over the place. Yeah. Okay, so so for those of you out there, just know that before I spoil everything, what you're looking at is almost a little bit of film noir, a little bit, right? There's right, like yeah. a little bit of detective work, yeah, and pure just kind of like perverts odyssey, yeah, <laughs> into strange territory where you have S and M. Uh, 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 strange uh, sexual pain fetishes and futurism. And I mean straight up like, I think they call it singularity. Yeah. The notion that one day our actual biology is going to be interconnected with the tubes and cables that come with a a living bionic organism from like a futuristic model. Yeah. Because... The more and more as the movie progresses, there's this idea of the new flesh. So, okay, what, what I finally, what I got from it this time, now that I'm older and slightly wiser, but not by much, yeah. <laughs> is that uh, Videodrome is a violent network that once you see it, it actually mutates your brain right. and creates a tumor that which is pretty much what the brain has every time. I guess, I don't know about the tumor part, but a new growth of, of the actual, like I think cortical tissue, which Uh makes uh you perceive reality differently. Right. And what intrigues me about that is I do believe that's what has made our creature as homo sapien very strange because we're a weird ape subspecies that developed a frontal lobe. And that's different from a lot of the animal kingdom. Yeah, Yeah. So we have this strange thing that has made us perceive reality differently because right. of this frontal lobe. So that's why I go, well, I can believe that on a sci-fi narrative, but also as a kind of general life narrative that, yeah. yeah, yeah. The th- we, and you and I also, you and I alone, we think cinematically. Yeah. Why? Because we watched a shit ton of movies growing up. Yeah. So we also, as they talked about the cathode ray monitor, like we are the cathode ray uh-huh. woke up our fucking minds. Like we see the world framed in a movie reality and that's kind of what this thing is saying is that everyone sees the world through the perception of video information yeah yeah so at some point in the movie dude i feel like he goes on a when they put the vr helmet on him i don't think he ever left that Mm -hmm. interesting because they know i was waiting for him like when does the journey end yeah because i've think i've seen enough jacob's ladder type of movies to know that there's we're probably seeing a reality within a reality within a reality yeah, and yeah, yeah. um now w- i want your thoughts on some of like the imagery like tell us about well, the fucking actually what i was gonna yeah oh, oh my god hold on hold on a vagina is forming on my stomach <laughs> yeah. alex oh my god look at that oh my god oh jeez i have a There's, pussy stomach he has right a now. pussy stomach yeah, that yeah. happens a lot in the movie yeah james woods develops <laughs> a fucking like it really is that like it's straight up a vagina that opens up yeah. in what would be kind of considered like between your third and fourth chakra. Yeah. Basically the dividing line between your animal side and your evolved side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's no mistake. Yeah. And he's continually putting videotape into his body, which I think is great because that's like a great living body metaphor yeah for the information we put in our bodies yeah and also how he puts like a gun phallically inside the vagina that is on his thing and then he has this weird fleshy gun arm by the end of the movie yeah the new flesh dude long live the new flesh what else did i um 
Oh, I wrote, this is film noir. You know how every film noir has the part where the hero gets either knocked over the head or they drug him? Yeah. And then everything gets strange and there's like a three-minute sequence where we're in his dream world and then he wakes up and he does the rest of his quest. Mm. This is the movie, if that part was the entire movie, that it's the the detective drug trip. Yeah. I will say one of the strengths of the movie, though, is it takes you on that trip eventually. Like, you, you, you go on that trip, but at the beginning, it's very much rooted in a reality. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, say, gothic. Right? Yeah, it's just, no. nah, nah, crazy. No, 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 nah. no, no, no. There's we, a reality we get to the, it. Well, because also this guy is... His character is dirty. That's what we kept noticing. Like, he genuinely looked like a guy. I kept saying... He looks like he needs a bath. Yeah. Just every scene, it looks like he's just finished masturbating <laughs> yeah. and quickly dressed to go yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and you're just like, oh, God, yeah, this yeah. guy just, and he looks like he hasn't slept. And I think they even established that, like, dude, you need to sleep. You need yeah. to, yeah. And because I think, dude, this movie's about how the flickering LED screen is going to, like, take up our night hours and keep us up and hooked. Like, I, I really feel like this movie was way ahead of its time. Yeah, it was. And that only now, 30-plus years later, yeah. is it actually making us go, oh, shit. Yeah. And I, I loved it, dude. And I'm having interesting... So, okay, halfway through the movie, he learns that there is a glasses company spectacular octical Mm. and this is where i believe they have figured out how to make videodrome lens glasses so that people can always be hooked into comfortable violence all the time through the glasses but he then and this is very naked lunch too he becomes like an insurgent into a fictionalized bizarro world where he only he can infiltrate the the because he kind of learns i think through debbie harry someone's like kill those who have created videodrome long live the new flesh yeah now what does that mean let's talk about this for a second my friend before we before we just like i really want to think about what are we actually talking about here and it leads to the very end yeah because i think the ending was too weird for me 13 years ago oh yeah but now I'm really interested and I think I feel like I understand or can I here's my theory uh, go ahead I feel like the new flesh is singularity it's where we project televised imagery organically without an outside source feeding into us we are going to be able to just produce technology out right. of our own body that's right. why his arm becomes sort of singularity bionic it's where flesh and technology are just one amalgamated thing so he has like a gun flesh arm yeah and it's like okay we got it now you can create your own hallucinations so fuck the mothership hallucination you don't need to be and it's kind of like how youtube said fuck the network programming or, or anything netflix any kind of independent like, no, yeah. we have content. Yeah, yeah. So fuck the main thing that's tried to program everyone under yeah, one yeah. spell. Yeah. And now, mind you, how are you going to know to advance to your next highest self unless you are educated first? Yeah. So what does he see? A video of himself 
kneeling down in front of a fire and putting his flesh arm to his head saying long live the new flesh and blowing his brains out which makes the illusion in front of him blow up into a mass of flesh technology yeah, yeah, energy yeah, yeah, yeah so i think that is a projected image of himself taught him how to break the ego right which you have to do to advance to the next spiritual level Right. So what does he do? He does the exact thing we just saw, which was pre-recorded. You notice it was the same take. Yeah. He didn't do like another version. It was the exact same thing. But he couldn't have known to blow his brains out to, I think, which to me is an ascension. Or it's like it's like he's about to go on the sort of Tibetan Book of the Dead journey yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you don't know that unless you're educated first and we're a culture that watches shit on tv and then we emulate it yeah so we had to see a tv version of himself pre-recorded yeah even though it's it's actually going to be what is to happen yeah and did you notice every time he shot a gun it looks like kind of like he's shooting a load a, a load <laughs> it was like i forgot to mention that it's not just a flesh gun arm it's like a flesh dick gun yeah. arm yeah, yeah and at one point the tv does it back to him because dude there's some great let's talk about some of the hallucinatory imagery like the like the boob tapes yeah isn't that brilliant because if you look at a vhs tape they're like no but look at the wheels here what if they popped out a bit and kind of got sort pulsated. of pulsated they could be like breasts and what if the thing even moaned like a woman like yeah. i love that's like bad money mushrooms right that's bad yeah, acid yeah, right yeah, there yeah. the tv that you can sink your face into or indeed is stretching out at you yeah which by the way that is a convex image what is it what? convex is oh. where things pop out concave is where it dips in like right, a cave right, right, right. but convex are like our eyes because they're lenses that go out uh -huh, uh -huh. So it's no mistake that the scientist in charge of the glasses company was called Mr. Convex. Right. And the TV itself, when it does that shoot, because remember the TV like shoots a load at him at yeah, one point because yeah, yeah. the TV is stretching outward like a convex image. Yeah. Dude, I love, they say it in uh, 12 Monkeys. If you remember, there's a part where uh, they go in and they're watching Vertigo in a movie theater and Bruce Willis says to, what's her name? Madeline, Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe, yeah. yes. Yeah. And he says, I saw this movie a long time ago and it just was so different. And I thought, but I realized the movie has always remained the same, but we are different every time we see it. Yeah. So Videodrome has always existed. It had the, the, in fact, that exact Criterion Edition was the same one I saw 12 no, to 13 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. But only now... I mean, the movie didn't change, but yeah, I've changed. Yeah, yeah. My perceptions have changed. Yeah. My idea about consciousness and drugs and everything has changed. Yeah. So yeah. I had a blast on this one. And, yeah. I kn and I'm sure, I'm like giggling by how many critics probably shat <laughs> all over that movie and yeah. hated it. And we're like, what is this? Yeah. And probably a select few were like, holy fuck. Because I swear, I, I feel like a lot of that movie was about like, a kind of soul guide through through hell. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, no, 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 I feel you. You know, it's interesting because imagine watching it at the time when video was totally a thing. Totally a thing. Was totally a thing. And you'd wait. You'd have to hand video to each other. Yeah, I couldn't say, "Hey, dude, go to YouTube and check out this crazy video." I'd have to come to you and be like, "Dude, nice. Yeah, put this tape 
in your recorder yeah and let's look at this together yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. and i will say one of the big reasons i think the movie works among many reasons Mm. and all bullshit political shit aside james wood's performance Mm -hmm. he's so goddamn lizard and slimy he's slimy vulnerable a dick and yet you kind of sympathize with his and weird too because I almost feel like it would be hard to, like, you'd almost, when you see it, you go, oh, this is awesome. But when you're making that, can you know as an actor yeah. in a in a Cronenberg, especially in that time period of Cronenberg, like, which is just very, you know, hallucinatory and weird. Yeah, yeah. Can you really, um, I wonder what, like, the dialogue was between director and actor and and how much were they in on it together in terms of you know sometimes the director and actor know what's up even though it's going to be shown in a puzzle like way maybe they but yeah and i don't and i don't know what the apparently has a bad rep today i don't know i don't really know the extent no i'm talking about james woods oh Uh, yeah yeah yeah. uh, Yeah, and whatever but like so you can take it or leave it but his perform just performance this this is a dude who's just giving a performance in this movie and i thought there was a lot of um likability to clearly a scummy dirty dude yeah 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 there are certain artists that in their work they say this is what we are Mm. and then there Mm -hmm. are other artists like david cronenberg in regards to you know this film where they say this is where we're headed Ooh, you know what i mean like and good distinction yeah you know and it's interesting because videodrome was 1983 i was just born and um, what were you, 84? Well, I'm last few minutes of 83. Right. Okay. So both of us, 83, 83. more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, like say the, the concept of a snuff film yeah. was an urban legend. True. And now. Yes. I hate to say it. Well, because, dude, how many yeah. decapitation videos, if you're real bored, you can find those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never seen one, yeah, but I know they're don't. there. Uh, yeah, long I, ago I once my morbid young mind found one of those. Oh, really? One of those Al Qaeda videos. I used and to I was know like, a oh, real shithead guy yeah. that was like obsessed with those videos, Ugh. and it's like, dude, you have no fucking humanity. You're uh, a fucking cunt. Like he would watch them with pleasure. Uh, I, I'm not friends yeah, with this no, person no. anymore. I found them with them more to sort of like let me see how low humanity can get. Yeah, and I wished yeah. I had. Yeah, I mean, it. I've never. I can say yeah. I've never. Like, do two girls. One cup <laughs> over human brutality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any I, could, day. I, can, I just cannot. Yeah, I, 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 I'm one of these guys that like, yeah. I can't watch it. Ugh. And I never have because yeah. like, I just know I'm, I'm too just, fucking, maybe I'm a pussy, just, who cares? Dude, but, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's called just, just, it's too goddamn much. Yeah, yeah. You can be violent artistically in a far more effective and pleasurable manner. Yeah. That actually gets across in a helpful psychological way. Yeah, yeah. But actually watching someone under the terror of execution, nah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just fucking too much. It's, not worth it. You know, but I mean, all. again, yeah. that's where we were headed. But know? it is where we were headed. Yeah. I, and I agree. And that was a good observation, man, because it's true. This is also. We are headed that way. And, you know, I told you last night I watched Scanners again. Yeah, yeah. And those movies are, pro- I think it was 81 and 83. So, to me, they're kind of back-to-back. And they almost felt like the same universe now that I watched them back-to-back. Yeah. Because both of them, didn't you get the feeling that Videodrome, yes, it's the 80s, but it almost had a futurist 
thing to right, it. Right, 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 right. There was just a few things where you felt like this could be what I what I a lot of sci-fi is kind of called like the seven years from now yeah, idea. Yeah, Whatever yeah. now is, it's seven years from yeah, then. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. We are headed that way and we did head that way. And here we are now. There's a bunch of video drones that people are under. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in a weird way, all the, um, all the shit that, you know, there's a, there's a cool, uh, episode in the Philip K. Dick series the one on Amazon? The one, the one on Amazon, yeah. uh, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Uh-huh. There's an episode called Kill All Others. Uh-huh. And there's this politician talking on TV. And this guy's at home watching it. And the politician is talking. And she's like, we have to fund our schools. And we have to uh, bring education to people. And she's listening to all these great things. And he says, and we have to kill all others. And then he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did she just say... And he goes up to everybody, and no one wants to acknowledge that she said that. And yeah, they're like, yeah. look, lay off the policy. Like, I'm not being political. She literally said, kill all others. Yeah. Like, what What does she mean by that? And yeah, it becomes yeah. this, it like, it becomes, the, it's like the Trump phenomenon, where he's like, they're rapists. And for a lot of us, we saw that Videodrome image, and we went, that's too brutal, and I'm not going to take this guy seriously after that. I'm not actually going to vote for him. And other people saw that Videodrome image, and they got seduced by the violence of this guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, Videodrome, to me, in a weird way, I could be reaching here, but I almost feel like it definitely shows, it paves the way for, well, think about it. What is Trump, if nothing more than a reality TV star, who has become everyone's living hallucination now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're all living this fucking Videodrome nightmare. Dude, every day the cathode ray is showing us his torture of the nation. Uh, By the way, one thing that maybe isn't mentioned too much about Videodrome or just David Cronenberg's work in Mm. general is the humor. It's a very yeah. funny film. Dude, it's funny. There yeah. were there were great he had, there was actually a cool side character. I was about to mention Patron. The yeah, guy yeah, kept yeah. calling yeah, his his uh sort of video pirate associate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he had some great, really just sort of human moments yeah. that were just funny. Yeah, yeah. There was that part where James Woods sort of finds out that he was one of the video he was with the video drone people. Right. And then James Woods is like is <laughs> he's like so you came to me two years ago, or you started working for me for two two years ago, and the guy's like two wonderful years. Yeah, 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 right, 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 right. <laughs> you know? Like, like he's he tries to sort of he's like, yes, while I did manipulate you into our trap, I I genuinely enjoyed working with yeah, you though. Yeah, That's yeah. my yeah. And then I will say there there's a nuance to the characters in in this film where like for instance. At the very beginning, where it's sort of establishing what James Woods does, and he has like this VHS of some Japanese show called Samurai Dreams that he's thinking of licensing. Yes, and there's a part where the woman is like fucking herself with a with a vibrate or something. Well, it's like a wooden cock idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shows him showing his two partners. Yes, and the most square looking partner says it's not wild enough or it's it's not yeah he says it's not enough to to it's too safe right right. and it doesn't nothing that um would interest me or like yeah nothing that is he says basically like not fucked up enough for me yeah yeah yeah. 
any other film, yeah. that character that looks like that would be like, oh, what is this? I can't take... You know yeah, what I mean? He right. would do some sort of cliche thing or something No, like but good point. He looks square as fuck, but you know who he is? He's the money behind the, probably this whole operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's as perverted as the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's saying it as it is. Like, eh, too safe. Yeah, Our yeah, viewers yeah. need something more like... And it's funny because you're right. That was... He was looking for something forbidden and naughty. Oh, that's why he said he said he can't artistic takes all the pleasure out of sex. He can't have that. It, like yeah, that's yeah, what the yeah. guy argues that you can't have it artistic. Yeah. Do you know that's what pornography's original definition is? Art with no redeeming value, or or art with no artistic value. That's what huh. pornography means. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, some pornography is damn good, and yeah, it yeah, has yeah. lots of redeeming value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. But yeah, that's uh, what pornography in yeah. its true sense Speaking actually which, is. I saw this porno when I was in high school called Flashpoint about firefighters with <laughs> Jenna Jameson. Ah. Very good film. I highly recommend it. Jenna, well, I, yeah, she's yeah. a legend. But anyway, yes. um, video drum, how many ice cream cones would you give it? Damn, man. We're not done, but like, I would give it an ice cream sundae. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a sundae as well because also... It's a movie that can evolve with you over time. If yeah. you're in, if you're watching it now and you're in your early 20s and you're like, I don't know what those guys are talking about. Just wait, wait a bit. Because yeah, here we are in our yeah. mid-30s and that movie, I'm like, dude, that is one of Cronenberg's finest films. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Like watching it now because it's got all the goodness. It's like where it almost reminded me of like a, it's, it's, it's made before Naked Lunch and I do like Naked Lunch, yeah. but this was like a tighter, better version of what I Naked would, Lunch goes I for. would put Videodrome over the fly. <sighs> I'm not, hmm, would I do that? Contra. I'm going to put it... Well, you know what? To me, it's a constellation. Yeah, yeah. It's just part of the Cronenberg right, right, constellation. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I the don't fly, to rank The Videodrome, The Brood, Scanners, they're all so fucking yeah. good. we got to watch Shivers, even though it looks gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm weird about vomit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah? That's one of the reasons why I... I you uh, don't like vomit? How weird. <laughs> no, I don't know. Kidding. Vomit is strange. Really? I can do blood all day long, but oh, yeah? like puke. If you see it in a movie, you're just. It eh. makes me feel like I'm going to puke myself. Yeah. See, I don't mind vomit. Shit, I'm like, ugh, no. That makes me also feel a little gross. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. especially when like yellow liquid comes out of people's mouths in movies. Right. right. Which is weird because if people, if people spit up blood. I go, oh, nice, all right, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of blood in this yeah. movie. But if people puke, I start to feel like I'm going to puke. You know what's weird? Because I weird. thought about this in, when Gothic was showing. When the girl, I hate what, seeing actors get wet because I feel bad for them because I hate with, with, like wet clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when they're like in clothes in a, and they fall right. in water or something. I'm like, oh, man, that must be so uncomfortable. And, I you know, know, and you got to hope that they were, you know... I don't know why. My gut tells me that they had a blast making the movie, but then yeah, they yeah. saw it and they were like, well... Yeah, yeah. See you all next time. <laughs> yeah. Do you think making Videodrome was a fun experience or no? I don't, you know, I have to wonder. I have a naive belief that actors must like working with Cronenberg. Some of them have worked with him numerous times. Oh, yeah. I don't know if, who knows who James Woods was back then. Maybe yeah, yeah. he was a, I don't know. I don't know nothing about no yeah, one. Yeah. It looks like it would have been fun to make. Yeah. But Aside it's hard from, to know. Like, the makeup application, maybe, of like the <laughs> pussy stomach and stuff, that might be uncomfortable. But what'd you think of Debbie Harry? 
Oh, dude. I mean, I, I, I she she was just great to watch. She played this very interesting kind of like willing masochist who also is now I learn watching this this time I don't think she actually physically has existed beyond a certain point. She could be some sort of well, she's kind of our romance with the porn that we watch on in technology when a certain part of our sexual psyche yeah. is is interlinked to the erotica that we've right. picked up. Yeah. And do you remember the part where he's fantasizing to her, but then mixed into it, he sees that older German lady? Yeah, his... Yeah, yeah. And he like, and sh- and that, uh, f- uh, full disclosure, I've had that before. I'm pleasuring myself and I'm thinking of one thing. And then for some fucking reason, why does that? And whoever it is, a different face comes in there. Yeah. And I'm like, that wasn't the face <laughs> I started with. But then at that point, you're already, you know, yeah. you're in it. And it, and yeah. it happened. Like, I thought the movie touched on something that is rarely spoken of, which I wrote here is like, it's the cross images of erotica. Yeah. yeah. That you'll see like the archetypal image behind the image yeah, yeah, yeah and that to me is what it was is that yes he was fantasizing about debbie harry but for some reason the he also mixed in the image of this other woman it's just you do that sometimes you just kind of cross pollinate right. the images of of potential yeah. partners in your life all the time yeah dude yeah, yeah. it's it's totally like it i don't know i thought that movie was brilliant for that and then Debbie Harry, yeah, she had these interesting fetishes, her character, being pierced, uh, being um, burnt with cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, you see her being, tatas in the movie. You do see her tatas in the movie. She was very, she was vulnerable. She was, uh, she definitely was, you know, she she revealed much in the movie. And, uh, and uh, I'm hoping she had a positive time making <laughs> yeah. it as well. She's, she's a good actress, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I, you know, no, no, definitely. I, I think they, they made her, it's a hard role too. Cause ultimately she sort of played the kind of like uh guide with advice character, which can yeah. sometimes be sort of just uh, a sort of aloof force of words yeah, yeah you know or i don't know what i mean by that but it, like it's a it's a hard role sometimes to then be kind of like the sim the symbolic because she was very symbolic right, character. right right and uh yeah no she, she was fine man i mean honestly it's also the fact that she's just very attractive to see yeah and yeah. And, and i was just happy to just be i was just like yeah, yes this yeah. is great she's awesome i saw a movie with her a long time ago back when blockbuster was a thing it was called six ways to sunday uh-huh and it was about this it was like a kind of like east coast new york gangster kind of thing about this kid and she uh-huh. played the mom do you want me to tell you what happens at the end? Yeah. Uh, at the end, the kid fucks his mom. Oh, my God. And it's like, ah. <laughs> and so he fucks Debbie Harry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And then she, like, hangs herself or something. Oh, like, God. Yeah. Great movie, though. I think <laughs> so it makes, sounds like Videodrome is a much cheerier film than, <laughs> yeah, than yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Videodrome. But which, but, and by the way, also, I love Blondie, too. Like, oh, fucking I love that love band. That band. And yeah. she's great. And and uh, you also learn a little bit more about her in the Harry Dean Stanton documentary that came out a while ago. You want to mention a little bit about that? Because you said something interesting. It was interesting. That. Well, he said in that docu... There was a documentary made about two to three years before Harry Dean Stanton, the great actor, died. Mm-hmm. And he... Um, mentioned that there was some period i don't know when i guess it had to have been sometime in the 80s or maybe 90s where he and deborah harry had 
like a flame together like like it really like is that the word i want that they had a, a flame. flame or were they a f- they had a fl- fling but fling makes it sound flingy i want to say that they burned they had a passionate fire they had a torch burning i don't know i feel like the word flame has been used before well anyway the point is they 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 had they they shared a romance for a time and she apparently wrote a song that has something i'm probably misquoting but she wrote about him in a song and it was something like i want to ride all night with harry dean you know what i mean something like that you know what's interesting about videodrome i'm sure when it came out the first thing i ever saw of videodrome Mm was a screenshot when and i mind you i was a young high school boy yes uh was a screenshot of debbie harry's tatas yes because i was looking for something like that sure you know what i mean and then but before when, when video drum first came out you could only see the tatas by going to see the movie and then later getting the VHS, like there was no ah, right. on the internet. Of no, the no, which you, is an interesting thing. You know? It is interesting that there was a time where you didn't have the luxury to just like, oh yeah, let me just kind of find yeah, the yeah, image yeah. to that. Yeah, you I mean, had to, yeah, because like I mean, you'd like, have to you probably hear from friends and be like, no, they yeah. don't show that. Yeah. Really, I gotta yeah. go watch that myself. Right. Like imagine yeah. you're a Blondie fan in high school, right? Locker and room like, or dude, something. You know how you always wanted to see her like that? Well, yeah, you can in this yeah, fucking yeah. weird movie called Videodrome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, my computer, Alex, is Tata City. It's hey, it's, man. just Tata's all over my computer. Lord anyway, bless it. Yeah, yeah. But, I think many are. Yeah. So that was Videodrome. Any other thoughts on Videodrome? I, yeah, just check it out, people. And do not expect a linear plot. Come in with your best Jacob's Ladder, uh, Naked Lunch, some film noir knowledge even just general like it's just it's weird but look for the goddamn futurism metaphors all over it yeah, and yeah. think about where television has gone from the 80s till now yeah and just think about media in general yeah you know what i mean and the fact that it has really shaped society in a crazy way and it's weird because well, like, do, doesn't it, it shapes our perception? Yeah, That's basically yeah. what the movie really. Wouldn't you say like at its at its basic core, it's about perceiving reality yeah. through the lens of television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a weird thing. I mean, yeah. right now everybody's kind of in show business and in some weird way right. with their fucking or phones have or, you noticed some people think they're in a movie and they talk. Yeah, like there's yeah. no consequence. It's yeah, like, yeah. like the bullshit TV that they've seen where someone says something very commenty. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, wait, no. Okay, yeah, that exists when the extras aren't allowed to talk back. Right. But in reality, you're going <laughs> to yeah, talk yeah. that or, way? Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of commenting, like, yeah. have you ever been with someone that, like, exactly like you say like they, they they do quips or like they're nah, 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 nah. yeah like, shut up like it's like you, you know? like what basic ass fucking mythology are you learning yeah, 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 this dialogue yeah. from i will i will touch on this a little bit yeah is the fact that do you remember there was a kid in santa barbara named elliot rogers oh god sorry he has your last name no 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 here's the good news he doesn't actually because it was roger right 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 it was with a and d, it was with right? a d yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. singular no yeah. s at the end so thank god no but trust me when it happened i was like oh no don't fuck up my <laughs> yeah, name. Oh, good thank yeah. god it's not but my there name was a, yeah. there was a that i kid, saw that video yeah where he's like doing a super villain 
Like, where he's basically you will all bow to my figure. Yeah, it, it was says, very sh- like like Scar from Lion King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or even um, that that jackass Martin Shkreli, who the the pharmaceutical yes, kid. Yeah. Uh, that retard. Uh, yeah. He was doing a supervillain, and it's like, dude, you're right. acting like you're on TV. You, I yeah. That's, you, yeah. Yeah, dude. They if, learned that. It's like if you wanted to be an actor, go be an actor. Yeah. Don't be a fucking retard. That uh, thank God that guy's in jail. Seriously. I hope, I hope they're beating him up right now. <laughs> but anyway, Shkreli, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shkreli, you mm-hmm. fuckhead. But uh, video drum. Final thoughts. See it, people. Just okay. Dive in. It's not safe. D- NSFW to the max. Do not watch it with your parents. Don't even watch it necessarily with your girlfriend, unless you are lucky to have that kind of yeah. special relationship where you all share a fetish as special as piercing your gal's ears and then sipping the blood casually from the needle. Yeah. This film goes there. Yeah. Alex yes. is the angel in in the equation between us, I would say. I feel <laughs> like a devil's next to him sometimes because he's such a great guy. His advice is don't watch it with your parents. I say <laughs> watch it with your fucking parents. It'll be so <laughs> awkward cool, and weird. If they're cool and both of you can have a chuckle over how weird it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be bizarre. Now, speaking it. of weird parental relationships, that might lead us into... Psychomania. Psychomania. Okay. Dude. This is a gem. This is a gem. Yes. I am I am a better man for having seen it today. Really? Yeah. Nice. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. nice. Well, you said it yourself. You said this was a cult classic from the 70s. Yeah. Now, I'm all bored. I, I think... I thought I've seen everything that's kind of, you know, nuanced yeah. and strange from the 70s. I yeah. wasn't aware of this. This movie... I don't think it was a Hammer production, but there were a no, couple so. elements that reminded me of the good parts of Hammer. Yeah. The worst parts of Gothic reminded me of the worst parts of Hammer productions. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. like, all right, what are we doing here? Move this shit along. Yeah. But, um, like boredom. <laughs> yeah. Just, just boring yeah, yeah. shit that doesn't matter. But Psychomania, 1972, I think you said. Yeah. 72 Me- or 73. I'm not sure. Okay. So yeah. 72 or 73. It has a soundtrack that kicks ass. Yeah. It sounded like um, some of the Floyd stuff that they made right before Dark Side of the Moon, like the film that they scored, Valley Obscured by Clouds. Yeah. That soundtrack, David Gilmore's guitar work, it had that. It's that cool kind of, ass, not acid rock, but like progressive, cool, 70s, bit of drugs bit of mysticism weirdness rock yeah like just great and it was about a motorcycle gang called the living dead yeah and i love the it had this um i wrote yes silent cycles circling the pagan stones yeah Oh, no, no, keep yeah, going. Yeah. I was going to... It had an alternate title. Oh, nice. I saw on IMDb. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep talking. Go, go well, ahead. I love... The fucking... The title is weird because it, if anything, it should be probably called Cycle Mania or something because it's about... But I like that it's, it's Psycho Mania. Yeah, it's yeah. just such a bizarre, like, yeah, title. But the opening sequence just has you can tell they're a gang and they're just slowly circling and interweaving through a, a, a Stonehengean type of setup. Right. And I thought that was really cool because and there's no sound of the motorcycles during that. It's just the awesome soundtrack yeah. and the credits. But you don't hear the vroom, vroom. You just see them silently weaving yeah, yeah. through these stone structures. And I got the feeling that this gang already has a kind of like 
um, ritual quality to them. And yeah. they're kind of warming up around the stones yeah, for yeah. their havoc that they're about to put on. Yeah. And I thought also, you know, every movie, every good movie has subversion to it. And they may be a reckless motorcycle gang, but you notice that they have kind of a code. They're only attacking posh people who are driving in the countryside yeah, for the weekend. Yeah. And... Some women with strollers with the babies. In Ooh, <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They're, these are awful motherfuckers. But here's, the, here's yeah. the hilarious thing about this motorcycle gang. They're hip and they're cool and they have a sense of aesthetic and they all have name tags. Yeah. yeah. Which is just the worst idea if you're a motorcycle gang. Yeah, yeah. One of them had, what, did it, what was her name? Abby? Abby. Yeah. And it's right there on her shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, we're going to bust up your market with our motorcycle helmets that obscure faces, except I'm Abby. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I'm Tommy. Yeah, and yeah. I'm. And so they <laughs> yeah. all had like their jackets with their special names. Yeah. With their hair being that's the 70s, everyone almost looked like an action figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like Jim Morrison with his tight leather pants and his kind of troubadour white shirt. And there was. Um, what we basically learn is these guys don't want to die. They want to be the motorcycle gang that's just immortal. And yeah. sure enough, he has this strange... <laughs> His mother is a seance holder. Is yeah. that what we call it? She's, She's a medium. Like a spooky lady. That's a medium, yeah, I think yeah, they call yeah. them. Where, well, and it may be a charlatan act, or maybe, but she's a strange lady who, again, caters to the rich society. Yeah. Who, she probably makes a fortune off of convincing people that she's their dead relatives talking to them and all that. And then he comes home from terror. They literally murdered a man on the road by making him catapult out of his wind screen, not yeah. the windshield. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? The windscreen? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. You said the British called it. Yeah, that, the British yeah. called the windscreen. Uh, and so he's come home from a long day of writing and murdering. She's had a long day of seance thing. And she's like, but there's one thing you almost didn't do for me tonight. And then they waltz together silently, yeah, yeah, yeah. awkwardly. Yeah. And you're like, okay. So there's definitely something Oedipal and weird. We also learned that through a very hallucinatory... And dude, I loved... Um, yeah, the, the Maximus Leopatis was the name of that frog uh -huh, uh -huh. that starts the weirdness of the movie. Yeah. And he wants to know, like, the secrets of this frog cult thing that she seems to be aligned with. And I loved how what we've seen so far is, like, hip, danger, weird. But then the movie got genuinely creepy when he yeah. goes into that room and sees through a mirror image. Again, one thing I liked about both this and Videodrome is that they both happen to have something in common, which is what are you perceiving through the screen? Yeah, yeah A yeah. screen can be anything, a mirror, a TV screen, but the point yeah. is it's a framed image. And he sees his past with terrifying, sharp audio. Yeah. As he's, you see him as a little boy, like running through those, stonehenge like structures right. and we realize that his mother has signed basically his soul over or her soul or the family soul yeah. i guess to a mysterious gentleman in black who we can only assume is mephistopheles satan yeah. beelzebub whoever the fuck you know some yeah. some person who gets your signature and has yeah. a claim on you and through understanding that 
and by riding way too fucking hard on his motorcycle, he dies and comes back. Now, what I love is, and it's great how he comes back, they bury him as a, as a corpse in full biker gear yeah, on his, his bike. bike. <laughs> and you mentioned this too. This was great about the movie. And you must picture this, people. These are badass motorcyclists. But in a kind of, there's no black people in this movie, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so yeah. they're all white British kids <laughs> who are kind of like just acting out. And that's what you realize too. It's like, okay, it's not, they're not, they might very well be dealing with a class issue. I'll give them that. Yeah. But you don't see anyone there like feeling sort of like racially yeah, <laughs> stigmatized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also it's the evidence of how, how oppressed can they be when they're also, you know, uh, branding their names and making like their logos yeah, as yeah, their yeah, band. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's a very, you know, yeah. all right, guys. So there's that hilarity going on there. And one of them is a musician and he sings a song, which, how did it go? It was like, very, fruity, la, 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 yeah, it yeah. had that Donovan sound, which is so funny because we think of, you know, people, well, this is what I think about even like those badass years, like, like, yeah you know, gangsters in the 50s. Like, let's go kill someone. And then they turn on the radio and it's like, don't know much about Mysterio. And that's, you know, doo-wop was like the badass music. And you, and you realize yeah. that every time period has had something yeah. where that was there. So this is a motorcycle gang. Yeah. And at the funeral, one of them gets his five minutes in the movie to shine his music chops. And yeah. he has this song that's very like, and the world keeps turning goodbye, shadow rider, yeah. ride before. Like, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's such pacifist. Yeah. It's great. It was actually a perfectly beautiful sound. And again, yeah. it, it was I think probably uh, uh, reminiscent of the sound of that time period. Yeah. Just funny to show that in a gang of motorcycle badasses. Yeah, it's like if Cholo sang Tony Braxton or something. You know yeah, what I, mean? yeah like, I know what you mean. Like this kind of like, oh, that's what you're going to... Okay, <laughs> yeah, interesting. That's your art? Okay. Yeah, right, it seemed cool. a little odd. But I loved how you see, again, all the victims in this movie were like the clueless square slightly wealthy or very wealthy english which i'm all for i'm all for it. as well yeah, yeah. so you see this kind of dork wander into the pagan graveyard area and bursting out of the ground and i thought it was great too he goes torpedoing or like catapulting out of the ground yeah, yeah, yeah. with dust and dirt coming all around him on, on his motorcycle and i'm talking about you know our main dude and you yeah. know what i appreciate because I, I saw it coming like oh he's gonna come back from the dead yeah, yeah. they're even called the living dead yeah, yeah but i was like is he gonna be a zombie no what i love is he it's just him <laughs> clearly having suffered no brain damage from being dead he doesn't have any discoloration he's not even covered in dirt in the yeah, next scene yeah, we yeah. see him he yeah. is perfectly coiffed yeah. manicured groomed ready to rock and ride with style yeah, yeah, yeah and one by one all the motorcyclists become undead along with him because they all decide to go through and it's, that part is hilarious too I think my favorite part in that movie is where he shows up after being dead. The motorcycle gang is like, what, that can't be. And one of them is so su suspicious that he goes up behind him, stabs him. Yeah. And you brought up a good point about one one thing that's cool about Psychomania. I mean, yeah, it it definitely has camp all over it. It's low budget. It has ridiculous moments. Is it fucking like is it technically well made like shawshank redemption or something like yeah. no but it's fucking fun and you mentioned something that i thought was absolutely true 
it has scenes that go in directions you don't expect right. them to go yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. You think you know what you're about to see. So there's a moment where one of the other gang members, Frumpy, fr we called him Frumpy because yeah. he is. He's a kind of a kind of a dumpy Frumpy guy. <laughs> yeah. He's like the slow one of the group, yeah. but he gets the slick idea. Oh, I'm gonna backstab this probably poser specter whoever this is where they don't that they doubt that this is their gang leader come back from the dead yeah and he shivs him from behind not only does our undead anti-hero not feel the knife in any possible way but then you're because we've seen a bunch of movies where someone tries that and then the guy sort of passively breaks the guy's hand or punishes him for trying yeah he literally, he hugs his friend with his arm and he's like, no, you can't kill me. It's like a very like sweet, it's like he's, he's like, nope, you can't ever kill me. You can only die once, he says. Yeah, and and yeah. he kind of like, and I love how even his friend, <laughs> he just looks like, well, I guess you're right. You're like, oh, I guess I couldn't kill him. And everyone is so accepting of this information that you then see one of them go, right, well, let's get over. Or does she yeah. say like, let's do it. Like yeah. like lemmings, they follow his order and yeah, they yeah, all yeah. go into gruesome motorcycle deaths to achieve immortality. And they come back. And, and they come back. They run but of off. course you have your uh, voice of reason in the group who is uh, a lady that the lead guy loves and yeah. she loves him back but she's not willing to become immortal yeah she doesn't want to die I mean she doesn't want to die yeah. she's too young to die and she doesn't want to probably also she's thinking well that's fine but then if you're gonna remain like wise people know that you're not supposed to be 24 for the rest of your life yeah and these people want to be that that's what i like too is that this was also made in that time period where like the youth were starting to you know it's it's you know it's that whole counterculture of the yeah, late yeah, 60s yeah. early 70s and yeah. we don't want to be in your world but we're also kind of overgrown children and we're not you know like yeah it made sense that this was a story about um you know how young people their their greatest fear is just <laughs> growing up yeah here's the million dollar question yeah would you say this is the best British biker zombie movie you've ever seen? Well, I mean, I can't say I'm familiar with too many other <laughs> yeah. British biker horror films. But there are things... You know the original Tales from the Crypt? That's a British film. You know what's funny? I saw that... That's on Amazon Prime. I still got to see that. Oh, no. Is, is it just available to... Is it a streaming there? Streaming, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it, man. I'm going to watch it uh, uh, soon because yeah. I remember seeing that... Do you remember in the maybe they still do this? I just I don't have TV. I haven't had TV. TV. I just yeah, catch yeah. everything online. But yeah, yeah. but back in the nineties, if you if you stayed up very late and some kind of out of the way program, kind of like in uh, Videodrome, some sort of obscure channel, they would show movies. They still had commercials, but did you notice that sometimes they would theme the reason for? So they would show like a cafe with like the perfect night, you know, midnight latte put right there. And they're yeah. like, you're watching cinema at the cafe. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the whole point, they were just showing a movie, but the, yeah. but the channel wanted to package it in a way yeah. where they're like, no, so sit back. And I, and I still remember there was some channel that was like, you know, obscure movies that had a cool jazz cafe thing. yeah. And they would remind you that at the, you know, beginning and end of every commercial break, like you're watching Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. 
on night right. cool jazz that's, that's lounge. How you say it. So I still remember as a young kid recording it off of TV and watching that movie over and over again. And with that, seeing the commercial breaks and this like you're watching. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Tales from the Crypt. And that's where you get the the homicidal maniac dressed as Santa Claus going around. That's oh, the yeah. first time we see that. And yeah, then they do it yeah. a little bit better later on in the HBO there series. There was a film, speaking of like late night, weird movies when i was in england when i was in high school for you know just a visit to visit my uncle and cousins and stuff Mm -hmm. i was staying at my cousin's house not armin but his brother Mm -hmm. the the one that you met Mm -hmm. and late at night i was downstairs and i was like by myself you know that's where i was sleeping they had this movie alex i swear to god if you saw this movie it would completely erotically blow your mind but it was called the adventures of tiffany jones Uh and it was about this chick woman sorry uh (laughs) that you know it was it was a it was a sex it was a skin flick but it wasn't like a porno or anything it was you know one of those 60s 70s you know skin i know what you mean and she's always getting naked and stuff yeah i've looked for a copy of this film ever since i saw it because Uh the fact that the woman that was in it went off and married a respectable gentleman and so she was embarrassed by the film so she bought the rights to it just to to squash it yeah but i swear to god any listener out there maybe this is you're listening to this 20 years from now or today or a year from now or whatever if you can find that and you send it to us i will kiss you and i will be your best friend forever you will you will have a friend in me forever please anybody i beg of you tiffany jones the adventures of tiffany jones make it happen make, guys please you want happen. to get kissed yeah, by yeah, him. yeah yeah but um another thing about psychomania the main guy you know the young guy two yes. things about the actors yes the main guy thought the movie was terrible <laughs> yeah. and he's amazed that people still bring it up right and stuff like that right and the other thing george sanders yes he killed himself so he's the butler yeah and i kept saying i know i've seen this guy because he's a dry englishman yeah and passive listeners out there will know or remember from the jungle book cartoon you know the the disney jungle book from the 60s he was the voice of shere khan i think he said yeah but he is the in this movie he was the butler of the manor yeah in the best pink panther movie and i'll fight anyone on this one is is a shot in the dark that's the second movie that blake edwards and peter sellers put together yeah and it's fucking great. It's still yeah. great to this day. Yeah. Some of those Pink Panther films are cute, but a lot of the antics are a little How dumb. How many were there? Oof, there, there are four too many. Really? <laughs> There's five. There are five in total. Oh wow! Uh, and then they made some bullshit, almost like ripping off Bruce Lee later films kind of stuff, where they would do a new one, but all it is is just compilation footage oh, really? of previous films and all that. Yeah. We, you know, speaking, bringing up a Jungle Book. This is just mm. a weird question. Mm. If you had to choose a character in the Jungle Book that was most like you, who oh, would it be? I would be Mowgli. You would be Mowgli yeah, yourself. Yeah. Now you wouldn't I, I go relate. to one of the animals. No, I feel like in this world, I'm surrounded by animals that call themselves humans, but yeah. I am the only human. I think the one who I loved the most at the time and I've always found kind of fascinating is King Louis. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because King Louis is that interesting character that you see in every book where he's not going to be your main bad guy, but he is a force of not antagonism, but challenge and 
distraction and intrigue and sort of like secondary yeah like he's gonna make your journey pause for a right, sec right right by the way, did you see the new version that they made? I didn't, but I actually really want to. It's genuinely good. It, yeah. And King Louis is voiced by Christopher Walken. Oh, really? And the way they present him is straight up Apocalypse Now style. Nice. Like they show him in shadow. Then you just see the top of his head. Then you see his hand like move over. Yeah. And he's like, so why'd you come try to find me? You yeah. know, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. like it's if Walken had played Colonel Kurtz right. as King Louis, right, right. It's great. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Uh, yeah. I really want to see that. And my cousin as a kid, uh-huh. uh, when I'm around the kid, I yeah. feel like Baloo. You yeah, know? I'm teaching the bare necessities. Absolutely, and stuff like dude. That. So, any other thoughts about Psychomania? I Man, mean, uh, you know what I liked it. The aesthetic ex- is exactly you. You thought that I would resonate with the like kind of look of the movie and i absolutely do and i even told you at that one part with the donovan dude at the graveyards and i was like in a weird a part of my soul lives in that reality at all times yeah and um i i just like that time period i like how everyone's dressed uh the music was great I of course have a I have a blast with accents, so there are just some things that because it's a British production as well. Like it, yes, we have motorcycle gangs in America, but something about a British motorcycle gang. Yeah. Plus that time, this reminds me of like the Italian job, and like the Brits loved and James Bond, like they yeah. loved their fucking like let's see some vehicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there were even some stunts that let's face it i i don't think i would even be brave enough to film today like some shit you have to do in one shot and it's not how you might it wouldn't be how like say george miller might do it in a very awesome fucking crazy way but it is Well, in the trivia uh that part where he drives through a brick wall which by the way makes no sense no fucking sense why would his bike be able to do that because i think you and your bike become immortal (laughs) yeah (laughs) i heard that like in one take the bike went through the wall and the dude popped off the bike like he just fell off and stuff like that yeah and um no yeah psychomania is a great movie it's a little gem i mean i the way yeah how did you so how did you stumble upon okay this is how it happened my brother went to horathon one year Uh and i didn't go with him and you know, you went to Horathon once with, with, yeah. with us, and it, it, it's like crazy. You know that yes. that guy Grant goes and he yells and he's crazy and he's yes. fun and stuff like that. And my brother got voted because I guess he stayed for the whole thing, which Horathon is from seven to six a.m. or something Oof, like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's, it's not like a commitment. Yeah, we we yeah, made yeah. it to what three movies or something? Or two? I I only made it through two. Yeah, we only did. And two. you know why though? Because I was a, I was working the forty hour a week schedule at the time. Right, I'd right, work right, the next right, right. day. Yeah. This year, hopefully, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah be able to stick around. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna try, and you know, yeah. But uh, my brother won this thing where he was named the king of horrorthon that year yeah. or something it was you know a silly thing and they gave him a bunch of dvds and one of the dvds they gave him was crucible of terror which i saw it was very boring <laughs> and yeah. then this was the other one and so those two films were in my horror stack for a long time uh, and i had had these films for so he won it that night yeah and yeah it's been sitting around yeah and honestly to be totally honest with you I wasn't super like, 
I, I imagined an experience like watching Gothic. Yeah. Where it would be a slog. And yes. it would just be like, oh, fuck, this is so fucking tedious. Yeah. And I was so surprised by how much I took to it. Yeah. But also I was like, oh, Alex would love this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like this has a lot of Alex elements. No, in, it. in a weird way, you stumbled upon, you were lucky because more times than not... So it's shit is fun to have on the shelf, but is it really like amazing? Yeah, and like yeah, and yeah. this actually had like it had enough of a contribution to have a place in pop culture, yeah, history, yeah. But I'm a ama- now I'm going to start mentioning this to other film buffs and see if they know about Psychomania, yeah. Because oh. now I feel like I've stumbled upon something. You know what? I wrote down other. It had. Um, do you ever see she? You've mentioned it. Sandal Bergman from Conan the Barbarian uh-huh. got her own movie shortly after yeah. that called She. Yeah. And it's post-apocalyptic with just like some weird kind of gang, motorcycle-ish kind of imagery. It would be made much after this. Right. Not much, but like a good decade right. after this. But I got... I thought, oh, there's a bit of she in this. And also some Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There actually like was a little bit of that kind of, you know... And even though he's he's a bad guy, our main dude, there was something kind of Very charming, charming, and sort of yeah. in, intriguing about him in an Alex DeLarge kind of way. Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of an Alex DeLargean quality to him. I mean, he. I will say, in, to his credit, he doesn't rape anybody. So yeah, there was no rape yeah. in the movie. In yeah. fact, actually, all the. In fact, there was one moment where he tells a girl to not get on his motorcycle because at this point he's become an undead super lord and there's this like girl who's crushing on him at, at like a in like a pub and she's like no i'm gonna get on your motorcycle no matter what and he's like no you're not because i'm not just some slick dude on a motorcycle i'm basically become like the undead lord so you don't know what you're fucking with like yeah. he tries to warn her away from it and yeah, that yeah. but then of course he can't help yeah, yeah. himself and kill her and i will I, say this yeah we are in Hollywood. Hollywood is a very dumb city with yeah. no new ideas. Uh-huh. And all you unimaginative executives and screenwriters and just, just the, the most, you guys are the most unimaginative people in the world. This is ripe for a remake. Go for it. You know, buy the rights, yeah. remake it, you know, put Channing Tatum as the main guy or something. <laughs> and, and, and you're, you're going to make, you're going to make that money, man. You know, you know what I mean? I suppose so. Right. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Some at the same time, I think it exists in the seventies. Yeah, something about this movie like could only happen happen then. Those, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, everything yeah. from the how they're dressed to their hairdos to the to the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It Maybe just it, it belonged it a in time. Bit, you know, yeah, like, you know, well, something like well, that. Well, everything's gonna yeah, be yeah. remade at some point. Yeah. Every fucking thing. Scary movie season is in full effect, people. Oh. <laughs> Yes, we did the triple feature. Any other thoughts on these fucking things? Any nutshell thoughts on, on this whole experience? It's fucking one twenty eight a.m. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had a day. Whew. We had quite a day. Well, I'm just proud of us for getting through three movies because we, we, we joked about it in the beginning. Then we were like, no, nah, I might just do that. And yeah. then what sealed the deal is all of these movies were roughly 90 minutes each. And that yeah. does make for a better lineup of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's special, man, because uh, fewer and fewer friends are willing to commit hours to movies <laughs> as I get <laughs> yeah, older. And I yeah. get it because more and more friends are getting real life responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah We're yeah, having a good yeah, time yeah. right now yeah. just enjoying these 
you know, I love it, man. Anytime on a Saturday that I'm watching a lineup of just fun movies like this, yeah, yeah. it brings me to a good, comfortable Saturday space, yeah. you know, where I'm just like, yes, I want to watch fun, anything from campy to actually effective to even piece of shit, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, just yeah, horror. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I, I'm just excited that the season has begun. It makes me want to watch some more things to come. Perhaps some Carpenter, some more Cronenberg, and some more oddball gems like oh, Psychomania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just and keep I, I've mentioned finding this, them. this gem before. I'll mention it again because maybe we should do an episode. I think it would be fun. Spider Baby by Walter Hill or Jack Hill or so one of those hills. Oh. Uh, very interesting film. I've seen it. I saw it on YouTube. Jack Hill, not the guy who did the prison. Oh, you know what this, what Psychomania reminded me of? Like the best of some Roger Corman stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah different yeah, country, I understand. And different kind of maybe not the same exploit. It, and it wasn't even exploitive necessarily, no, uh, Psychomania. I mean, what, what's funny is... It was just like hip and strange. Yeah, 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 yeah very strange. But like, I will say, I mean, a lot of the vibe, I mean, there is a high body count if you look at it in a technical way like uh, in terms of the amount of people dying in it right but most of the violence is like off screen or in the corner of the screen yeah it's like implied or something you know right but if it was like if they remade it and it was like super violent and they updated it or something or maybe made it a period piece or something like that i think it'd be pretty cool it's true it's true you know i you just all what's funny is that we're in such a zombie minded culture and i mean that everywhere from people being zombies on their phone to people loving the zombie genre they want to see you know rotting flesh and all that so i think today's audiences would they accept a guy who's just fresh out of the grave without any signs of having been buried or dead yeah, because um, yeah, yeah. for me, one of the things that made it so hilarious is that anyone who dies comes back completely, like, just, hi, I'm back. I mean, it was like Highlander yeah, yeah. without the heads cutting off and all that. But yeah, it was just, yeah. you know, you die and then you just come back and you're just like, hey, what's up? You yeah. Know, that to <laughs> me is just funny. And they all, again, they all look camera ready every yeah. time they're back yeah. from the dead. Awesome. Yeah, man. Fun time. Great right, time, buddy? man. This was a good lineup. Smart. You're a great guy, Alex. I love watching movies with you, man, and doing the podcast with you, man. Fucking love it back I to you, bro. Fucking love you, man, bro. Give me fist bump, bro. Alex, where can the good people find you? At Castaway Clown. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Nasred. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nasred. Email me at nasredpodcast at gmail.com and visit me at nasred.com for all of your Nasred needs. And buy Wild 7 Productions t shirt. 10% of the proceeds go to Children Incorporated. And please like, do share, and like, share, and subscribe on iTunes and leave us a beautiful review. Goodbye, you gothic motorcyclist video dromers. Friends. <laughs> <laughs>